Hey, this is Kim and Jenny. Welcome to the Homeschool Well podcast. Like days of old where women would gather at the well to find community, refreshment, and support, the Homeschool Well is your trusted, God-centered homeschool community for enlightenment, encouragement, and empowerment. Thanks for tuning in to episode nine, Homeschool Behavior Hacks. We know these tips are going to be a powerful part of your toolkit, and you're gonna love hearing some of our personal stories related to how they worked in our own homes. We just wanna inspire you to meet your challenges head on because you can deal with it, so be empowered. Before we get started with today's episode, we wanna know, is there a lack of motivation sometimes or even power struggles that you're constantly dealing with in your homeschool? Well, we've got a solution for you. It's something that we use with our own kids. It's a tool called Teachers Versus Kids, and it is going to turn things around. We are giving that away for free to you as a downloadable PDF that you can print or save digitally to use tomorrow. So after the show today, go get it at thehomeschoolwell.com backslash behavior. All right, let's get on with the show. Homeschool behavior hacks. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, We have a lot of tips that we can share that have worked for us over the years with um, either in our classrooms and public school or in church with lots of different kinds of kids and also in our home with um, with our own kids who are active. They have active minds and active bodies. We have a lot of Experience in this area. I got to tell the story, right? Yes. The great talking about this. Uh huh. So Jenny and I went to a homeschool event once. So we got in the car after the event. We were like, "Hey, every homeschool is different," and our homeschool, right, didn't happen to look at all like the homeschool of the moms who we were sitting with at the table. Now there was a whole room full of people. So if we were at a different table, we probably would have come away from that with a different perspective, but I think the Lord had us sitting there. And so we were able to just say, it's okay. This is what God's saying. Our homeschool is different and our (laughs) kids need different things. We're not going to quit, right? We're going to, what we're going to quit doing, what were we going to quit doing? Comparing, right? Right. But this is one of the reasons why people do quit homeschooling because they say, oh my gosh, I can't do this, right? I mean, my kids are terrible. They're not listening to me. Why aren't they like her kids? Right. Why don't they do the same thing? Okay. So we're going to give you some of the things that worked for us over the years and that still work for us today because we still have kids at home. Um, But even when they were little, these can work different ages, but um, we're just going to start. We wrote a blog post about this and we're going to kind of just talk a little bit about the blog post. One of the things we thought it's so important to begin fresh every day, like that's like the overall, the overarching thing is to just have new mercies for your kids every day and not hold grudges. Um, They really need to know that every day they have a new shot and we're going to forgive and forget about yesterday and move forward. (laughs) Or sometimes it's like after lunch even <laughs> oh yeah new or mercies after- even after lunch right yes, a topic for sure even, right right mm. yes and then um 
something that we both have talked about too, is always try to think proactively so that you will not have to be constantly reacting. So you're trying to think ahead, like how will this impact my day? What can I do to make this go my way or the way it needs to go and to ward off any problems coming? Um, another one is do what you say and say what you mean. I remember that was one of the first rules I learned as a teacher, though. Do what you say and say what you mean. In mm -hmm. such a hard way, because you thought, oh, my goodness, something just came out of my mouth that I have to, like, deliver on. Back up. That's right. And so, not necessarily even a negative consequence, you know. Right. Something that you could say positive that you're like, true. oh, I got to, yeah, wait, did I say that? I did say that. <laughs> and they will remember. Yeah, but you're not going to be grounded for a month or you're not going to be grounded for 10 years. You know, like sometimes you're never, say, oh, I'm never. taking away all your toys, right? You know, that's not going to work. It needs to be something that you can actually back up. Give choices. This is something that I found was super important in my house with a strong-willed child. Always being able to give choices as much as possible. Like it's time for reading. Would you like to read at the table or on the floor? We're reading. But right. you get to choose where we do it. And then see what we did there? We took away the power struggle of reading. And now they're empowered to make a choice. And they kind of forget, oh, but I have to read. But that's okay. I could do it in a tree outside or wherever right. I'm allowed to on a bounty ball. or Within parameters, right? Proactive. Yeah, within the, your parameters. Well, I do it's think, you know, a sticker is just a sticker to a lot of kids. And it doesn't have a lot of value. And you can put, you can insert anything for that word sticker. If you're going to do... Um, you know, a consumer kind of society, you know, culture uh, where the kids are earning things, points, whatever, then they get to turn them in for some kind of reward. The reward has to be worth it to the kid. So ask them. It's more powerful if they get to pick what the reward is. Mm -hmm. And that goes right along is that earning is a privilege and not a right for our paycheck, right? And doesn't that resonate to real life? Yeah, that's real life. Yeah. The next two kind of go together, speaking in positive terms. So instead of saying, don't do this, say what you want to see. We treat each other nicely, or I like the way you're putting something up, or I like the way I know that you're going to whatever, and you're, yes. you're telling what the behavior you want to see rather than don't do this, don't do that. And this one for me was huge um, and it was a big shift for me and it was difficult to do until it became more of a habit, but framing behavior and consequences positively as well. Instead of saying, you won't be able to play if you don't clean your room. I just said, not and don't. And that was a negative. Instead, I can switch it around and say, if you want to have time to play, you will need to make sure your room is clean by the time the timer goes off. So that you're like kind of always dangling something. Oh, if you want to do this, I bet you'll get this done. That was a big one for my boys, especially one of them. And I still use that talk. <laughs> uh, calling out good behavior, like we said earlier, like um, yeah, I can see his listening ears are listening to me and he's telling me he's ready to have that special thing. I like this one. You put this one and you do this a lot. Thank them for blank. We've all done it. We go to the Dollar Tree and like the Dollar Tree is never a dollar. Okay. And there it's like when you go to the Sam's Club, it's never, you know, 50 bucks. It's like 300 or 30. I don't know how this happened. But save up the money that you would spend on those little things, you know, and if your kids can handle it, they agree to it and, you know, have a big goal. 
that worked a lot for us was being able to save up a big reward that then they really felt like, wow, we really did this thing. Like I really worked hard on this. It was worth it. Mm -hmm. And especially if your kids are older, when they're little, they need more frequently, but when they're older, they can handle that. It grows their, grows their waiting muscles. Yeah, to wait for something to do that as adults. Ever. I know, right? It's <laughs> life. The next one on our list was pairing tough school s- subjects with something delightful. And this is something I did not learn until later, but there were certain things during the day and certain times during the day where my kids did not like certain things and it was a struggle. So we would just here, let's have some popcorn while we do these 10 math problems or let's lay down on the floor when we read together today and I will rub your back or doing something nice. Like why, why, why am I fighting you? Why do I have to fight you on this? Like, why am I making this a drudgery? Let's add two Skittles and make it amazing. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Why? I know two Skittles would sometimes make it amazing. I'm like, why are we fighting about this when I could give you two Skittles and it could save the day. So Mm. make it delightful. We don't have to yeah, we don't have to beat each other up. Yeah. Oh, right. We can read under the Ford or whatever. That's what makes homeschooling so great. If your kids are young and or active, start the day with exercise and outside time. Ooh, I love this. It's a game changer. And the tired dog is a good dog. (laughs) That's what I used to say all the time. A tired dog is a good dog and a tired boy is a good boy. And so... (laughs) We would start the day with some heavy duty bike rides or whatever. Sunshine and, you know, morning breeze. I mean, all this stuff in the Bible about waking up in the morning. And it was cooler outside in the morning too. And my kids would come back and then they'd be ready to settle. Oh, this has to go with making it delightful. Lighting candles or diffusing oils or making forts or anything fun and new to set the mood and make it different in a special day or make it smell good in your house. We're big into catching insects, right? And lizards when they were little lizards. So they would have a pet of the day. And I had this like pet carrier, you know, with a little zipper that you can put uh, right caterpillars in or whatever and lizards. So they would bring it inside and like on the table, maybe on on a plate or something, but it would be in the little, you know, it's a little nest. And so that would be our pet of the day. And then we'd let it go. And at the end of the school day. So that so was Mr. Snail, how you can do that math problem. Yeah, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. All right. Use manipulatives like counters, rocks, letter tiles, etc. Sometimes instead of always using paper and pencil, definitely things. And I would say the more non-conventional, the better, not necessarily school uh, uh, manipulatives. Mm-hmm. All right, read, discuss, and refer often to the fifth commandment. Oh, we had a number five phase in our house and our church, because I think that was when we were learning all the commandments, right? And Mm -hmm. I would just be like, okay, number five, guilty. I've been there many times, exasperating my kids. And so if the kids can learn that also, we're not going to use those around like battle words and numbers. No, but, you know, just kind of saying, hey, let's kind of get back to where we're all like happy and nice and being respectful. You know, Jenny, my kids always had a background track that they were humming. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Like that was- Whistling, humming, tapping. (laughs) Constantly, okay? And it still happens. But as soon as I put on any kind of like background classical music or something that didn't have words to it, it was like they could listen 
and, and just do some sounds. It didn't have to be a constant barrage of crazy noises. I mean, <laughs> repeated noises. I used to say, you know how much I love repetitive, crazy noises, right? Right. We all do. <laughs> we used to use it a lot for, we would use it for exercise and like breaks or just kind of stress relief, like crazy, yeah. crazy loud dancing, like to just go berserk I, for I a few like minutes. There was air guitar. Oh yeah. yes. There was yeah. Yeah. Jumping off of things. Yes. <laughs> parkour. Yep. Parkour yep. break real quick and then we'll do science. I love it. That's right. Those were the days. Be sure to uh, yep. plan for developmental appropriateness of time on task behavior. So also related not only to your kids' developmental um, area where they're at as far as their age or their growth, which definitely can be different per kid, okay? Um, totally. Their kids' strengths and weaknesses too. So pay Aww. attention, learn. We can help with that too. Um, if you ever want to do a one-on-one with us as far as helping you figure out, you know, where and it's what time. Yeah, but don't compare yourself, okay? Don't do that. Yeah. Allow them to do their work how they choose. And we talked about this a little bit. So we were big about being upside down, not me, but my son loved being upside down and my daughter loved to be in a tree, okay? <laughs> it worked for them. They got things done. We did it. Not all the time, you know, but uh, they like those, those places especially. I love this next one. Focus on quality over quantity. Yes. For example, if there's, we always love, right? 50 math problems. Oh, so this was fun. One Ooh. great thing about taking my kids out of school that we could do what, like, we don't need to fill the whole handwriting page because by the end of the page, you're going, psh, 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 like, yes, show me one great line and show me that you can do that in your writing too. And we're done. Mm -hmm. Oh, I got to talk to this next one to first because make lists. So I actually asked my daughter, she's 18 and I didn't think this was a behavior thing, but she immediately said, oh, I loved when you gave me a list of when to do what and what to do when we like that kept her on track. But anyway, I think that's important. Like making a list of what they need to do or their expectations. It's building good habits and teaching kids how to like plan their day and look at, you have five things to do. Don't wait until right before we have to leave the house to do them. Teach them that the Bible says when we do well with the little things, we are entrusted with, with big things. How can I take you on a grand homeschool learning adventure when you are showing me you are having difficulty controlling yourself in this house? <laughs> like Yikes. I'm not going to be in the situation where we're yeah. touring publics behind mm -hmm. the scenes and there's knives everywhere. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. And there was like yeah. a pineapple cutter and all these sharp stuff. And the, you know, you got to stand there and be respectful. So do it here. This is like practice. And yeah. then we're going to go out on these grand things. But again, and that's a privilege. All right. And the next one is the teacher versus student. Do you want to talk about yeah. that? Because you did yes. that a lot when we were at church. I love too. it. Yeah. So it's literally a piece of paper and I have some PDFs. Um, it's part of my next uh, team culture webinar. So if you're a member, you can get the PDFs on our site. And um, you can also do, you don't have to do teacher versus students, literally like you're keeping track and giving points. So if I'm talking and everybody's, like I use this in my co-op lately, so I'm using this example. But if I'm trying to say something and everybody's talking and like 
you know, one kid keeps talking and it's like obvious that I'm, you know, hello, okay, Miss Kim is getting a point. And then once they all are quiet or if they, if the other students say, hey, you know, be quiet, you know, if they're doing it nicely, I'm like, oh, look, you both got points. And so then at the end, who got the most points? And uh, you can do it for just for bragging rights, you know, I beat mom today, or you can do it for, you know, a prize or something tied to it, an um, experience or something like that. Uh, but you don't have to do teacher versus student. You can do student versus student. You know, this is, these are the different um, PDFs I'm making. Or I can't remember the other one I made. I think it was mom versus dad or something like that. <laughs> so <they're just> <laughs> I like that one. That's fun. The next one's hard, man. Oof. So but, let's yeah. fail, lose, and feel disappointed. And I think even going with this is also... Um, let them choose the consequence. What will happen to me if I do? Oh, that I'm willing to take it. And okay, that's a lose. And he's willing to take the consequence. Fail, lose, <laughs> or be disappointed. Well, right. Without those experiences, we can't really appreciate the light or the winds. You know, without the dark, you can't appreciate the light. Yeah. Um, and Ooh. we always, I always, I mean, I'm, I'm so guilty of this. I just wanted to sweep in swoop in, you know, make everything better. And like, I know, right? Oh, right. Before they actually do the thing. Let me, and as they get older, they're doing it. So this is good practice right here. So that's the end of our list from the blog. And this is in no way an exhaustive list. Like we said earlier, yeah. you know, just uh, keep researching, keep finding resources. Uh, we, something is going to work. You don't have to be stuck in this feeling of, oh my goodness, my homeschool is always going to be like this. I'm never going to be able to do it. And it's always like, take those words out of your vocabulary. This is a um, evolving and changing and seasons, right? And so just uh, keep filling up your toolbox with resources. Even if it doesn't work now, it might work someday. Right. Um, and yeah, keep coming back to these, right? I mean, right. try yeah. one and I literally. You know, if you want to print this out and then write down things like keep yourself a book, like feel like feel empowered by the fact that you have things to try and not like, oh, my goodness, like I've got nothing. What am I going to do? There's one example. And this is in the blog, the Sweetie Treaty Scavenger Hunt. It was just so incredibly reinforcing and fun and they loved it. And then they got a Sweetie Treaty at the end. Right. I had this little coin just some little fake coin I found somewhere. It said, sweetie treaty. That's how we got the name. So anyway, that was very valuable because I hardly ever used it. Okay. It was like once every week and a half or two weeks and they had to get things done, right. In order to be able to do the sweetie treaty scavenger hunt. <laughs> when you find the magic thing that has the most value, don't wear it out. Okay. If you have a strong willed child, one of the things that saved my life was the book you can't make me, but I can be persuaded by Cynthia Tobias. And it was awesome. Uh, it was all about just, you literally cannot, you can't control other people. You can only control yourself. And as parents, especially as our kids get older, we realize that that book is how to talk to your kids so that you're not constantly always in a power struggle. And it was a game changer. And we always like to share a verse. This one goes with behavior. It's from Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. It's one of my favorites. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning.
and ours should too for our kids and our family. So. Awesome. All right, so those are your homeschool behavior hacks and you can find that on our blog post also at homeschoolworld.com backslash blog. And you can see the list that we talked about and all the great ideas. So you just keep going homeschool. Now that you've heard how we use teachers versus kids, go get yours. Go to the homeschoolwell.com backslash behavior, download the PDF, print it out or save it and use it digitally. It will definitely turn things around and just make learning more fun. And if you're getting value from our podcast, you can support us by downloading an episode, following us, or just leaving us a wonderful review. Thanks again for joining us today. We're here to support you, Mama. You can do this. We want you to be enlightened, encouraged, and empowered. Don't forget to find us at thehomeschoolwell.com, Facebook, and Instagram. 